This is Movie Land with CJ Johnson. Hello and welcome to Movie Land. Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. It is 2017, taking a couple of weeks off, maybe a few who's counting, but I'm back with the Movie Land Awards for 2016. Now, bear in mind, these awards are for films that were released in the United States and or Australia on cinema screens in the calendar year 2016. And as such, they don't necessarily take into account the current lot of films that are, for example, up for the Oscars or have just won Golden Globes. So interesting movies such as La La Land, Jackie and Moonlight are not part of these awards. These awards, as I say, were released on either American, Australian or both cinema screens during the calendar year 2016. But first, let's have a little little thing about the Golden Globes. By now, even if you haven't seen the Golden Globes, you've almost certainly either read portions of or seen clips from or watched in its entirety, pardon me, Meryl Streep's amazing speech. She got given the Lifetime Achievement Award and she used the platform to make a political speech about Donald Trump without ever naming him, which I thought was incredibly, incredibly dignified and uh, quite brilliant. What she really did, I mean, her speech was absolutely wonderful. It took the the name of the body that gives out the Golden Globes, the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, and took those three words, Hollywood Foreign Press, three words that Hugh Laurie actually had also noticed and made a wry comment about Trump with uh, earlier in the broadcast, and used those as three examples of everything that Donald Trump loathes and is trying to destroy, Hollywood, foreign, and press. But the very concepts, the concepts of Hollywood, of this idea that it's a, a bastion of liberalism, of elitism, of, you know, those damn artists, those those damn liberal with a uh, with the American version of the word artists, elitists, the concept of foreign and foreignness and foreigners and how everyone in Hollywood was actually a foreigner and um, to some degree an immigrant and obviously using foreign in uh, relation to Trump's anti-immigration and essentially anti-foreign stance, his, his inward looking stance uh, from everything from immigration to trade. And then finally to the Hollywood Foreign Press Association, the concept of the word press. And of course, we all know how much Trump is anti-media or at least is portraying media in all forms, just general media as the absolute enemy so he can control it or at least control his own warped message. So intriguingly, her speech brought all these together so well and the other thing it did was she referred to this thing that Trump did uh, on the campaign trail where he very obviously blatantly made fun very unfortunately of a disabled reporter I believe for the New York Times and by pointing this out and calling it you know the performance that struck her most throughout the year she's done a brilliant move because in all the reporting of her speech there are links to this piece of footage of Trump doing it and everyone can be reminded of, or if they had not seen the footage before, as I had not, they can see for the first time this footage that just shows you just beyond what a despicable, but what an infantile, what a baby-ish person this man who is about to 
become the President of the United States really is. What a schoolyard baby he is for standing up and in front of people who, whose votes he's courting, doing this imitation that if a six-year-old did it on a schoolyard, you would just be deeply embarrassed by. The idea of a grown man doing it is so embarrassing and the idea of a grown man who's running for president doing it is so beyond embarrassing that I still feel that I am in a dream. Meryl Streep, congratulations. It was brilliant political theatre, brilliant politics, a brilliant speech and good on you for using your worldwide platform to do it. Why not? Those are the times. Here are the Movie Land Awards for 2016. Best original score goes to Brian McComber for Cretia. Now, Cretia has won a few awards and it is hard to see in Australia. I'm not sure if you actually can see it in Australia at the moment, legally, because I looked for it on iTunes the other day, in the Australian iTunes, I guess, and I couldn't find it. So maybe you can buy it from the American iTunes store. In fact, I, I'm pretty sure I know you can, or, or a, another uh, store of iTunes, which I believe is totally legal. You just switch over to the the different store, and I think you can even convert your currency using your your credit card. I think that's all fine, but I'm not sure it's available in the Australian store. Anyway, I will be talking about Cretia um, a bit more. It's amazing. So best original score, Brian McComber for Cretia. The film was shot in Schultz, the director, uh, Trey Edwards Schultz, in Schultz's ho ho uh, parents' home, pardon me, in nine days for around $60,000. But it is fully realized as a piece of cinema with bold, elaborate cinematography, astonishing, creepy, original music by Brian McComber and absolutely superb acting that deliberately combines pure naturalism with a heightened style as the film demands. Best production design, Mark Tildesley for High Rise. Director Ben Wheatley's coup de théâtre is to set the film not in the future, but in the future as a film director working in 1975 might be able to visualise it. Thus it's both futuristic and retro, with sideburns, wide ties and big moustaches accompanying concrete bunkers out of Logan's Run. It's a brilliant conceit, brilliantly realised on the production design side. The high-rises themselves look exactly as I'd always imagined them for the novel is one of my all-time favourites. Best Cinematography, Chung Hoon Chung for The Handmaiden. There is an excellent series of YouTube videos about filmmaking called Every Frame a Painting. I kept thinking of that delicious phrase during The Handmaiden, Chan Wook Park's exquisitely beautiful new pot boiler. Every shot is stunning and many are breathtaking. It's the gorgeous movie of the year. You're listening to C.J. Johnson with the Movie Land Awards for 2016 Best Edit. Julia Bloch for Green Room joins the canon of Under Siege movies. Rio Bravo, Assault on Precinct 13, Night of the Living Dead, The Mist, From Dusk Till Dawn, Panic Room, Home Alone, etc. Not with louder bangs, scarier invaders or more bloodshed, but with originality, wit and subversion. As the story hits the most essential beats this subgenre demands, the screenplay and direction and editing surprise us with offbeat timing and unusual methods. People die at odd times in odd ways. It is jarring only in that it upsets the rhythms we're used to. It bucks formula even as it adheres to it and vice versa. The Audacity Award goes to Abe Forsyth for Down Under. On the 11th of December 2005, a hot, sunny Sunday, 
A series of racially motivated attacks at Cronulla Beach in Sydney led to some pretty serious national shame and soul-searching. Now, finally, a filmmaker has examined the incident as a comedy. It's a brave, brazen and bold move, and it pays off mightily. Writer-director Abe Forsyth's last feature was the deliriously funny Ned Kelly spoof Ned way back in 2003. That film was a gag fest in the vein of Airplane or The Man with Two Brains, but Down Under has much more serious concerns. It's an extremely angry film spewing vitriolic rage at the kind of people who spew vitriolic rage. Basically, it's a war on idiots of every ethnic stripe. Best Adapted Screenplay David Burke, L, and L just won Best Foreign Language Film at the... Uh, Golden Globes and Isabelle Huppert won Best Actress at the Golden Globes if for a drama film. It's relentless. I can't recall a recent movie with so much plot, so many things going on. Each scene piles on more incident, more character intrigue, more development, as if, like a shark, the film would die if it stood still. This is not a bad thing. Best Original Screenplay, Matt Ross for Captain Fantastic. Road trip movies are inherently episodic, but Ross's astonishingly rich script allows each stop along the way to contribute to the film's larger thematic texture with deeply satisfying construction. Indeed, the rhythms of the film are so singular that you are almost upbraided, well, I was upbraiding myself, for trying to predict them. The road in this road movie is not the length you expect and doesn't lead you where you may possibly think it will. Don't try to outguess this film, you can't. It's pretty plain that Ben's extreme parenting methods are going to come into question, but exactly how they are questioned and answered is the stuff of near-genius screenwriting. The Ensemble Performance Award also goes to Captain Fantastic. The kids are all, well, fantastic. Um, George McKay, as the eldest with the six languages, is one of those, I can't believe he's English, English actors. I recognised him from the excellent little British miniseries called The Outcast from 2015. And uh, also Annalise Basso and Samantha Isla are tremendously believable as spookily precocious sisters. But it's not just the kids. The rest of the supporting cast are perfect. Check these names out and they're all superb. Frank Langella, Catherine Hahn, Steve Zahn, Anne Dowd, Missy Pyle, Erin Moriarty. I mean, come on. They're all all brilliant, and even when they've only got a scene, they contribute a multi-dimensional character. It's really rather remarkable. Best Supporting Actress, sorry, Best Supporting Performance by a Woman, is how here at Movie Land I like to phrase it, trying to be desperately as politically correct as I can be. Best Supporting Performance by a Woman. Lucy Boynton for Sing Street. John Carney's Sing Street is a total delight from start to finish. It is also a completely engaging, hugely romantic love story. Ferdia Walsh Pilo as Connor and Lucy Boynton as Rafina are superb. Boynton in particular will be a massive star by next year. Mark my words. Like Carney's film Once, this film, Sing Street, crackles with the excitement of discovery. Walsh Pilo and Boynton, like Glenn Hansard and Marketa Erglova in the earlier film, will quite simply steal your heart. 
Best Supporting Performances by a Man, I'm giving it to Rafe Fine for two films, A Bigger Splash, in which he has a very large supporting performance, and Hail Caesar, in which he essentially has a cameo. But combined, he gave the Best Supporting Performance work of the year. Fine's, whose out-of-the-box comic performance in the Grand Budapest Hotel, gave Luca... Guaganino, the clever idea to cast him in his loose remake of 1969's French film La Piscine, gives us something we've never seen from him before, with gusto and huge energy. His character Harry is a big, big character, and Fines gives a big, big performance that is spellbinding, and the cursed cliché of the film critic, revelatory. And in Hail Caesar, he shares with Alden Echenreich, the funniest scene of the year. I'm talking, of course, about that scene where he, he's playing the director. Ralph Fine is playing the director of this film and he's trying to get Alden uh, Ehrenreich, who's a bit of a, a yokel, <laughs> to say this line in a particular way. And it's absolutely hysterical. You've got to check it out. Uh, I would that they would were or something like that. I would that they would. Anyway, you'll see it. He's trying to get him to say this very formal sort of line from this movie that's a drawing room comedy of the upper, upper, upper class. It's really great. Um, best lead performance by a man. Viggo Mortensen for Captain Fantastic. Thematically massive, tonally bold, determinedly non-formulaic, and featuring a preternaturally perfectly cast leading man at the top of his game, that's Viggo Mortensen, Matt Ross's second feature film as writer-director is one of the best of the year. Viggo Mortensen, and once you've seen the film, you cannot imagine anyone else in the role, plays Ben, the father of six kids living off the grid in the mountainous forests of the Pacific North, west of the United States. He's bringing them up with a philosophy combining intense survival skills, intense physical training, intense learning, his eldest speaks six languages, and intense moral introspection. Ben is intense. Best lead performance by a woman, Haley Squires for I, Daniel Blake. The scene that got me crying takes place in a food bank. Thankfully, I've never been in one. But thankfully, too, they exist. The scene is a masterpiece, a perfect confluence of script, direction and acting, particularly and specifically by Hayley Squires, who plays Katie, a young single mother of two befriended by Daniel Blake, UK stand-up Dave Johns, a carpenter who, after a heart attack, is finding it impossible to get out-of-work benefits from the Kafkaesque clutches of the bureaucratic state. All this, of course, in a hard-scrabble northern English town. You're listening to C.J. Johnson. Coming up to the last few awards for the calendar year 2016. Best feature documentary, David Farrier and Dylan Reeve for Tickled. If the definition of a good film is one that keeps you wanting to know what happens next, Tickled is among the greatest ever made. You cannot look away. Don't drink a batch of water, coffee, beer, whatever, before you go in, because woe betide, you have to go to the toilet and miss a moment. This is breathtaking stuff. I want it to be nominated for Best Feature-Length Documentary at the next Academy Awards. That may sound like a long shot, but only because of the subject matter's inherent weirdness. In terms of proficiency and engagement, Tickled is an instant classic, one that will appear on top 50 documentary lists forever. And Best Film and Best Director... They're the same. The best direction is Trey Edward Schultz for Cretia and best film Cretia. 
Set in a roomy Texas house on Thanksgiving and taking place entirely within that day, Cretia is a serious, creepy, ambitious, moving, uncompromising and wholly successful cinematic work. Cretia, played by Cretia Fairchild, Schultz's aunt, returns to the bosom of her family, played almost entirely by members of Schultz's own family, for the holiday. The trouble is, under the welcoming surfaces, everything is cracked, and as the day progresses, the glass starts to splinter. It's seemingly simple, yet in just 83 minutes, enormously, profoundly compelling and quite terrifying. The film was shot in Schultz's parents' home in nine days for around $60,000, but it is fully realised as a piece of cinema, with bold, elaborate cinematography, astonishingly creepy original music by Brian McComber, ha, full circle, back to Brian McComber, absolutely spurb acting that deliberately combines pure naturalism with a heightened style as the film demands. I said all that when I said the best um, score for... For Brian McComber. It has won 16 major awards, well now 17 if you include the Movie Land Award, including the Grand Jury and Audience Awards at South by Southwest and was nominated for the Critics Week Grand Prize and the Camera Door at the Cannes Film Festival. So that's Cree Sharp. There you go, the Movie Land Awards for 2016. If you'd like to read them all in written form, <laughs> uh, go to my blog, filmmafia.com.au, www.filmmafia.com.au, or one word, lowercase, F-I-L-M-M-A-F-I-A.com.au, the AU for Australia. You can subscribe while you're there for free. Just click the subscribe button. Then whenever I post a new review, you'll get sent it to the inbox. It's not invasive. There are no ads. It's just it's just very lovely. You'll join about 8,000 other subscribers. So why not do that? You can also watch my show, Watch This, at Skippy TV. That's just skippy.tv, S-K-I-P-I dot TV. And you'll get to see my bright, shining face, along with all sorts of other people as we talk about films. Uh, there's an episode up with Paul Burns, the great critic from the Sydney Morning Herald, talking about Jackie and La La Land and Hello High Water, for instance. That's worth checking out. And you can also see me give a very in-depth, detailed review of films such as Cretia. So check all that stuff out. Follow me on Twitter and Facebook at CJ Movieland. Join the conversation there. Do you disagree with any of the awards? Why not post something about it on the Facebook page? I don't care if you disagree with everything I say. It'll be fun to chat to you. I'm, I, I welcome discussion. I absolutely welcome and no one knows anything. We all only have opinions. Take care. And make sure you see a movie at the cinema this weekend. And the morning seems so grey, so unlike yesterday. Now's the time for us to say Happy New Year.